What Lord of the Rings films should Warner Brothers make next? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and it's time to stretch your hairy feet, pack your Lembus bread, and start humming The Road Goes Ever On, because we're taking a quick jaunt over to Middle Earth to talk about Lord of the Rings, baby! Late last week, The Hollywood Reporter... Hollywood reported that on a Warner Brothers Discovery investors call, CEO David Zaslav announced that WBD and New Line Cinema have reached a multi-year deal to develop new live-action films set in Middle-earth. Warner Brothers and New Line, who made Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy two decades ago, along with Peter Jackson's The Hobbit trilogy one decade ago, struck this deal with Swedish game company Embracer Media, who owns Freemode, who owns Middle-Earth Enterprises, who control film, game, merch, theme park, and live production rights to the Lord of the Rings. Good gracious me. Yes, the rights chain can be more confusing to follow than finding a safe path through the dead marshes. But suffice it to say that more films based on The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit are on the way. No specific projects have been announced or even hinted at being in production yet, but Warner Brothers Discovery and New Line Cinema wouldn't go through all the trouble of paying for the rights and not use them, right? <laughs> no. As to why they would want to make more Middle-Earth movies, well, remember when The Lord of the Rings The Return of the King won Best Picture? And also remember when The Lord of the Rings trilogy made almost three billion bucks? And then remember when the Hobbit trilogy made almost three billion bucks? Well, Warner Brothers Discovery sure remembers. It is the gold. This fits in line with what Zaslav said late last year on a different investor's call, where he said that Warner Brothers wanted to focus on the franchises that the company has access to, like DC and Lord of the Rings. On a side note, isn't it crazy how much movie and TV news we learn via investor's calls now? Surely the age of the creatives has begun. So yes, we all know the actual practical reason why this intellectual property is being revisited by the film studio. The town is lost! Save the gold! But the question of whether the Middle-Earth franchise can expand into new storytelling avenues outside of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings stories is up in the air. Will Lord of the Rings spin-offs arrive with the same sort of attention Fantastic Beasts received? Where audiences seemingly said, we're not interested in the wizarding world unless Harry Potter is at the center of the story. Or can Lord of the Rings find the same success as Star Wars, or Marvel, or DC, or Star Trek, where those all may have started with one core storyline, like Luke Skywalker's story, or the early Fantastic Four comics, or Star Trek the original series, but have still always focused on world building and the potential for new compelling main characters. We really love The Rings of Power, but even that story is still intrinsically tied into the story of The Lord of the Rings. And while these new spin-off movies won't have the involvement of Peter Jackson or his filmmaking partners who helped bring Lord of the Rings to life, Fran Walsh and Philippa Boyens, they all said in a statement to Variety, Warner Brothers and Embracer have kept us in the loop every step of the way. We look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. These possible films also won't be remakes of The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. But we wouldn't be shocked if some familiar characters pop up in future films, whether the roles are recast or not. Where are we going? The heads of Warner Brothers Film, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi, clarified this a bit in their own statement, saying, But for all the scope and detail lovingly packed into the two trilogies, the vast, complex, and dazzling universe dreamed up by J.R.R. Tolkien remains largely unexplored on film. The opportunity to invite fans deeper into the cinematic world of Middle-earth is an honor, and we are excited to partner with Middle-earth Enterprises and Embracer on this adventure. 
It's also a little unclear which Middle-earth properties that Warner Brothers and New Line now have access to. If it's just the Third Age, as we saw in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, or if the First Age is in play as well, meaning we'd see some sick, sick Morgoth action. One thing we won't be seeing are stories set in the Second Age, as we see in Amazon's The Rings of Power series. While the Amazon series shares visual similarities to Jackson's vision of Middle-earth, it's made by a completely separate company and is also technically a separate continuity. And while any future live-action Middle-earth films are many years down the line, reminder that next year we're getting an animated film, The War of the Rohirrim, from legendary anime director Kenji Kamiyama, that will tell the story of Helm Hammerhand, King of Rohan, who is Helm's Deep's namesake. Helm, it's his deep. So with all that preamble out of the way, what Third Age-specific stories would we want to see that we think would satisfy both fans of the films and the books that they're based on? We're going to give Warner Brothers Discovery all of these ideas for free. All they have to do in return is uncancel Batgirl. For an even larger list of Lord of the Rings stories we should see, check out Ro Rusak's article on Nerdist.com. Let's start with the one that everyone's expecting, a Tom Bombadil standalone film. Sure, it's a bit of a joke answer, but get the right charismatic actor and we'd be sure there'd be gold there. We've seen fans suggest Jack Black, and hey, who could say no to him playing the whimsical yet powerful forest dweller? Also, we gotta mention Jackie Daytona himself, Matt Berry. That voice belongs in Middle Earth. Because he's my best friend, he's my pal, he's my homeboy, my rotten soldier, he's my sweet cheese. My good time boy. Beyond that, the easiest stories that could introduce audiences to more Middle-earth are sequels to Lord of the Rings. The Scouring of the Shire, when Sauruman attacked the Hobbit homeland is only hinted at in a deleted scene in the films, but could be expanded into a film of its own. Similarly, we could see a sequel following Legolas and Gimli's unlikely friendship as they adventure after the War of the Ring. It's a buddy picture. What about side by side with a friend? I could do that. Along those sequel lines, how about seeing the exploits of the Rangers and Dunedain following Aragorn's crowning as the King of Gondor? Who will lead them and what shadowy foes will emerge in the power vacuum left by Sauron's death? Either of those stories could deal with something like trying to liberate the city of Minas Morgul after the death of the Nazgul. Minas Tirith's sister city deserves to be good again. Help them. Our next pick sticks with the Rangers, but instead of a sequel, is a prequel. Give us some of Aragorn's father, Arathorn, fighting in the wilds before his tragic death while Aragorn was very young. We'd love to see some of the other kingdoms of men that we don't get to see much of in Lord of the Rings. With the age of man upon Middle-earth, we could flesh out some of those areas with tales about the evil kingdom of Angmar as it clashes against the good kingdom of Arnor. And if we wanted some political intrigue, a film about Arnor splitting into its three successor kingdoms of Arthedine, Cardalan, and Rudaur would be, well, intriguing. They could all be playing some sort of game for the throne. If WBD wants to take a darker path with the films, we could see Saruman's descent into darkness, from loyal Maiar to wannabe conqueror as his mind is being poisoned by Sauron via Palantir. We do not know who else may be watching. And along those lines, sure, we've met three of the five Istari with Saruman the White, Radagast the Brown, and Gandalf the Grey, and then later White. But what about the two missing blue wizards who failed in their mission to stand up to Sauron because they went off to Iru knows where? What if what they were doing was actually vitally important to the War of the Ring? Now we got a picture. 
Our final pitch is to do a nature documentary about some of the wildlife we see in the films. Who wouldn't want to watch an IMAX film about the wargs or the giant spider Shelob? It could be called Planet Middle Earth, and it should be narrated by Werner Herzog. Why? Also, we mentioned we were sticking with Third Age stories, but if there were to be films set in the First Age, we'd love to see Glorfindel fight a Balrog at the fall of the legendary elven city of Gondolin. Glorfindel's contribution to saving Frodo during the Fellowship of the Ring was replaced by Arwen for the film, which made sense thematically, but it would be nice for Glorfindel to get some glory. Or we could see other stories like an adaptation of the book of The Children of Hurin, or Baron and Luthien, Middle-earth's version of Romeo and Juliet. Whether any of these ideas fit into the future of Lord of the Rings on the big screen, or if Warner Brothers Discovery and New Line go down a different path entirely, remains to be seen. But it does seem that they are focusing on showing us new sides of Middle-earth. And remember, for even more film ideas, check out the article on Nerdist.com. But in the meantime, what do you folks think? What Middle-earth stories would you want to see? Who should play Tom Bombadil? No, my sweet silver pie, I've gone hard. Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.